the construction and real estate sectors is the worst over? In conversation with Rajiv Tabar, Chief Executive Officer, DLF, Karthik ANTV, Executive Vice President, Larson & Tupro, and Vidamra Srivastav, CEO, Business Parks, Capital Land, February 2021. The construction and real estate sectors were probably the ones hardest hit by COVID-19. The pandemic only worsened a prolonged ordeal brought on by several shocks coming in quick succession, demonetization, GST, RERA, and then the NPFC crisis. At a recent joint discussion of the All India Peer Group Forums, Rajiv Thalwar, Karthikeyan TV, and Vidamra Srivastav provided their perspectives on pressing industry issues ranging from market and demand trends to regulatory developments in budget expectations. The panelists also shed light on key functional priorities such as finance and people management. Braving the pandemic, COVID-19 has created unprecedented challenges. For the infrastructure segment, Managing labor became a core issue as the lockdown and travel restrictions forced companies to accommodate and provide for thousands of laborers at their construction sites. The Phase 2 modeling of Delhi International Airport came to a halt, and construction major L&T had to house some 4,000 to 6,000 laborers in its 10-acre site. Added to this, supply shortages caused a spike in the cost of construction materials during and post-lockdown. Ongoing tensions with China compelled construction firms to import machinery at a comparatively higher cost from Europe and other parts of Asia. Moreover, the after-effects of COVID, coupled with the recent PSU bank mergers, have made it increasingly difficult for smaller real estate players to acquire bank guarantees and insurance coverage. Companies like Capital Land, a diversified MNC that develops business parks, mainly for IT and ITES firms, face their own issues. It was a challenge to keep basic infrastructure like data centers running with a skeletal support staff. IT parks that are designed to accommodate 50 to 70,000 people suddenly had zero footfall. Learning from its experience in China, Capital Land acted quickly to make its business parks contactless. It installed large-scale thermal scanners, applied UV solutions to air conditioning systems, added antimicrobial coatings at all touch points, and installed QR code scanners and facial recognition systems. However, on the business front, active deals were put on hold and customers began rethinking renewals, which is quite uncommon in this sector. Business leaders in construction and real estate, the past year has been a testing time. With a diversified workforce comprising of both white and blue-collar employees, they had to demonstrate both empathy and courage. Motivating thousands of construction laborers and preventing them from going astray was an uphill task. At the same time, they had to lead their white-collar employees with transparency and compassion, at a time when most of the industry was susceptible to pay cuts and layoffs. Pushing ahead, despite the odds. Despite the headwinds, the market outlook for completed homes in both the affordable and the luxury segment is bright. DLF and Capital Land were able to maintain about 98% retention and collection levels even during the lockdown. Further, the successful launch of India's second REIT in the midst of the pandemic should motivate investors and facilitate future REITs. The RPI's welcome move to reduce interest rates has helped businesses borrow at much lower rates, and Blackstone and Brookfield's real estate investments, about $20 billion each, is very positive news. In the last few years, DLF has doubled its pool of commercial office space across the southern and northern regions. In the residential segment, it has expanded into condominiums and has even started constructing data centers for IT and ITES companies. COVID-19 did not significantly impact the valuations of either its ready assets or the underlying land. This reflects strong investor confidence in the future of real estate. Despite the risks associated with greenfield developments, 
and India's lower capital returns compared to more mature markets like Singapore, investors remain bullish and are not easily dissuaded by market ebbs and flows. The work-from-home impact. Government restrictions have eased, but many companies plan to allow about 20% of their employees to work from home on a rotational basis. They would still need to retain office space for the remaining 80%. In fact, in order to comply with the social distancing guidelines, many will have to restructure their layouts. The current average workspace of 60 to 70 square feet per person may need to expand to 120 to 130 square feet. In turn, the need for larger offices may compel businesses to relocate to suburban areas. Real estate developers, all of this would more than compensate for the roughly 20% reduction in office attendance. Additionally, COVID has accelerated the demand for digital outsourcing to India. During the pandemic, 30 million square feet was leased out countrywide, and Capital Land recently closed a deal for 1 million square feet of office space with a large health insurance company. The way forward. Like other sectors, automation and innovation have revolutionized construction and real estate too. Technology is expected to dramatically compress construction timeframes. A good example is the Lighthouse Project under the GHTC, or Global Housing Technology Challenge India program, which aims to build over a thousand houses each in six cities within a span of 12 months. The government's aim of transforming India into a $15 trillion economy in the next decade will require some breakthrough reforms. This would have to include creating low-cost houses that can accommodate at least 50% of unauthorized colony dwellers. Looking ahead, it is estimated that India needs another 50 to 60 million tenements, with an area of 300 to 600 square feet each. The PMAY, or Pradhan Mantri Avas Yojana scheme, which aims to build 11 million houses, will certainly help. But for affordable housing to really take off, the government will need to bring in reforms that can significantly reduce underlying land prices. It will be important to leverage technology, optimize land usage by mechanizing and modernizing agriculture, and create redevelopment opportunities in urban areas while minimizing the need for government-led land acquisition. Using blockchain technology to digitize land record transactions can streamline processes, reduce transaction times, and improve transparency, which would generate investor interest. Generally, the government must make it easier to do business in India. For instance, there is an urgent need for reform in terms of environmental, fire safety, and other types of clearances. This would lead investors to see India as a long-term investment opportunity rather than a place to only earn short-term returns. High stamp duties remain a major issue, and any tax-related relief measures can at best provide temporary respite to the sector. The denial of input tax credit to real estate companies on the procurement of goods and services during the construction phase also needs to be reconsidered. It impacts working capital and raises construction and financing costs, which in turn impacts the entire supply chain. Lower interest rates or a complete tax exemption on home loan payments would help increase end-user demand.